You're listening to Force Friends Rewatch, a Star Wars TV show podcast. From Rebels to Resistance and The Mandalorian to Ewoks, we've got you covered. Here's your warning, there will be spoilers. And there will be swearing, because our host just gets so gonk darn excited to talk about these good, good shows. Welcome to Force Friends Rewatch. I'm your host, Andy. And I'm Ryan. On Force Friends Rewatch, we watch Star Wars television shows, and then we talk about them. Uh, We are currently taking a break between seasons, and we are covering Star Wars Visions. And this episode, we're talking about the cute ones. We're talking about uh, Lop and Ocho, which... Ryan, why you put that in the cute category is beyond me. Uh, T-O-B-1. And, of course, Tatooine Rhapsody. But before we get into that, we're joined by a guest. It's it's me. It's Hi, I, I'm Ronnie from the podcast hi, Ending Pending. You're also our producer. The I, famous yeah, Ronnie, I also our produce producer. this show. Yeah, I make, I make <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. You, you, you made our, our intro music and you, you edit everything and you do yeah. such a good job. You Thank do make you. this show. I have listened to so much of this show, and it's it's been a joy. It's it's enabled me to not have to watch as much Star Wars TV. So it's like <laughs> you're really like you know shooting yourself in the foot a little bit because like I haven't watched as much Rebels as I probably would. Uh, but eventually, I'll get around to it, and I'll have such great context. You will, yeah. <laughs> well, we don't believe in spoilers here, so exactly. it's not like exactly. we're spoiling it. For nah. you. Yeah, yeah. Ronnie, uh, we like to talk to guests about, like, their relationship with Star Wars. And I think it's safe to say that you're a fan, but you're not a, a super fan. Would would that be would that be fair? I would say that is fair. Uh, my, like, first kind of real touch point with the series where I was, like, kind of moved more than any other movie. Uh, we were just talking about this, Andy, was the... Uh, I guess it was Yum Brands promotion of the Phantom Menace, um, where they would have these commercials with like uh, the Chihuahua from uh, Taco Bell, Colonel Sanders, and a Pizza Hut employee because that's the best mascot they can muster. Um, all like Jedi'd out and uh, and trying to sell me pizza and also Yoda shaped mugs. I guess. Um, and that's like the first that that's my first like touch point was like a a uh, crystal Jar Jar Binks like McDonald's class trying to be sold to me uh, as like a, a, a preteen. And uh, it's stuck. The, the, you know what? I mean, a little commercial, little little market heavy, but it, it got me uh, interested. Can't say that I really jumped right in, but it stuck. It stuck with me for a number of years. Ronnie, you definitely were not a preteen at that time, though. Uh, what's two thousand one? It was nine. What was it ninety nine? Ninety ninety seven. Oh yeah, I was like six years old. Uh, yeah, yeah not a preteen. I mean, uh, maybe not ninety seven. Was it ninety nine? Phantom Menace. The Phantom Menace was ninety nine. 
Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. Even. I okay. mean, eight. Yeah. Eight. I, I, it, it, that's you, getting you, towards that, the preteen. I was. I'm an old soul. Really your teens. Child. Yeah. You, I'm an old soul. You, I've always been a little old. You could call an infant a preteen. Exactly. It's before your teens. Exactly. <laughs> okay. I am definitely a, a not a preteen now. Decidedly. A preteen no. is like eleven and twelve years old. No. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and a preteen is whatever Ronnie wants it to be. Uh, yeah, I remember those movies came out and like people, my, my parents weren't fans of the, of the original trilogy really. Um, but like I had so many friends whose parents were, and so they were into it and I was just like, I don't know. And there were all these, like, I remember the rumor going around was that Anakin Skywalker was really Darth Vader and he was Luke Skywalker's father. And at that point, I was so disconnected from all of it was that I was just like, I don't think so. I don't think that's real. That, I don't know any of these characters or who they are, but I don't think. And there were enough people that was like, yeah, that's probably not true. Uh, Some hot takes on the playground. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Love it. Yeah, I, I, I was telling Andy just recently that I think the, uh, the was it the Weird Al cover of American Pie? That's yeah. like how I that's how I was spoiled for uh Anakin Skywalker. Oh for Darth my Vader. gosh. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. That's so good. Um and even then I was like, I think I feel like this is like a common misconception. I feel like this is not actually true, Weird Al. <laughs> I feel like you've got it mixed up here. Um I do have one other story real quick. Uh it's yeah, like, hit a, us. like a like a parent story kind of thing. Um for those of you who don't know, I am a parent of of one with another one on the way. Um and we have been doing uh a lot of, you know, uh, evaluating what we what baby stuff we have, uh you know, taking inventory, kind of downsizing and um my my partner has been going through and collecting things, putting things in boxes uh, and just kind of haphazardly because we need to clear out space for this baby. Um, and, you know, my we have some things that are like a, a little bit more um, special to us. We have, you know, this this particular cradle that was uh, made by my my wife's grandfather. We have these like antique bottles that like. For some reason, my my daughter calls them Baba, even though she'd never actually called bottles Baba. She just like those ones she calls Baba. Um, and she's going through all this stuff and she's in such a hurry. And, and she's she's putting it all in the consignment box to take to the to the pawn shop. And we're going through after the fact, after she puts everything in there and she goes, oh, no, like the 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 bottles, like the Babas are missing. And I go. You. You pawned it. You pawned a Baba. <laughs> oh no! And I and and I tried to go back and buy it, but they were asking an arm and a leg, and I said, "Was you just take an arm?" Um, but uh, <laughs> but, nice, but, nice, but nice. That, yeah, you, I mean, it was pawned it seemed, a Baba. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I pawned. They, she pawned a Baba. Um, pawned a Baba. <laughs> she pawned a Baba, and um, I mean, you should you should have seen like it was a real like baby themed pawn shop like you should have seen the bibs there they they were trying to make a bib fortune uh, oh, um, and, uh and that and that's my type five thank you everybody for for coming to oh, divorce friends rewatch uh, it's, it's been a blast i just there's listen we've already discussed that i'm not a super fan and like i love your guests and they bring a ton of insight and like deep star wars knowledge and i just cannot 
bring that, but what I can bring, but what I can bring is really bad dad jokes based on funny Star Wars names. Um, I love it. And I, and I, it's very good. It's, it's, it's important for me to get that out in the open because that's, if, if you're not into that, now's the time to duck out. Uh, I can, can see the do, downloads when I, can we do these. a whole, let's do a whole dad joke episode. Oh, I'd love that. I'd love there that. There was, I, I dress up, Andy and I actually met as frequent listeners now dressing up as Star Wars characters for charity. And there was a summer camp for kids uh, who were chronically hospitalized. It was really cool. And they had all these activities going on. And there was an open mic night. And the moment I saw that, I knew Luke Skywalker was going to bring down the house for some nine-year-olds. And I just, 30 seconds of Star Wars dad jokes. <laughs> I was the coolest guy in that room of fourth grade. I love that. I love that. Do you know, do you know um, <clears throat> what, uh, where, where Luke Skywalker went after he lost his fight with Darth Vader? No, where's that? The secondhand store. <laughs> uh, it's, at the, it's at the Darth Mall uh, where everything... Everything there is half off. Oh, <laughs> gosh, that's the good stuff. I love the Ponda that. Oh, I thought still... of Ponda Baba the other night, and I was like, "There's got to be it. There's, there's there's a way too lengthy intro to this, but there's a joke here, and I'm gonna make it. Damn it, I'm gonna make it. Love yes, it. love it, love it, love it. And then I thought, is it Ponda Baba? Don't care. Doesn't fit the joke. Not important. I think it's Baba. I think it's Baba. Oh. Thank you so Ronnie, much. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I, I do got to say that you you might be more of a super fan than you think because you have gotten like threats and and shitty comments <laughs> on a Star Wars Aftermath YouTube video. I do. Right? I do so, have that. Yeah. 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 I, you do got that's that. that and, I, and I've taken some hard stances on the Great Jedi. I, I, I've done yeah. it. Through osmosis oh, yeah. of not really fully understanding what the Grey Jedi is, but uh, yeah, I, I've, I'm, I'm out there as like a real uh, lightning rod of the fandom. Every, every so often, I I type into YouTube Grey Jedi just to see how high we are up in the results and to see the shitty comments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, when Ronnie and I first met listeners, uh, what was that, like 2015? Around then, 2014, 2015, Around yeah. Then. We... We ended up starting a YouTube channel together called Fun Necessary. And uh, we would just make like general nerdy talk opinions. We were like, hey, like the world needs our opinions. Mm -hmm. We're two straight white guys. Uh, I ended up not being straight (laughs) or a guy, but uh, at the time. I I ended up not um, being straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, that was really fun. Like I enjoyed doing it. I think we learned a lot about making online content. Mm-hmm. And then when I moved away, we we ended up making a, a podcast called Ending Pending, and we brought on uh, my fiance Evan to to that. And that's kind of how this whole content thing uh, came about. But yeah, we we did some Star Wars <laughs> videos that uh, people felt strongly about. Shall mm-hmm. we say? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we. Uh... We had the ratio of angry like commenters to views was like this was before Twitter ratios, I guess we were we were the original ratio of just like, how did you find our video? I don't know. I'm just mad about it. I'm just mad that I found this video (laughs) and then had to watch it. I was required to watch it for some reason, even though I I could tell I could tell it was going to make me mad. 
Uh, the, yeah. the Snape one got pretty heated, too. I mean, fuck J.K. Rowling now. And, yeah. Uh, I have no interest in Harry Potter content. But we made a Snape video that people disliked. Yeah. Interesting <laughs> enough, the the Snape apologist and the J.K. Rowling apologist, that Venn diagram is a circle. Uh, I still get yeah, lots yeah, yeah. of comments on that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty much at least twice a month of just like, it's it's starting to turn. It's a lot of people being like, yeah, fuck Snape. Um, but even still, the like, I used to be excited about that, but even still, I was like, you are a person who is still engaging in critical Harry Potter discourse. Uh, there's a question also, mark. There's a question mark here. For a YouTube channel that hasn't put out a video in yes. Uh, yes. four uh, years, yeah, five it's years. Been a, <laughs> been a while. Been a while. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh Ronnie, we're we're just gonna we're just gonna gauge where you're at on Star Wars real quick. Yeah, just sure, 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 kinda, sure. Kinda kinda know where you're where you're at. Love that. Uh, what would you say is your favorite movie currently? Uh currently I would say my favorite movie is The Last Jedi. Nice, 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 nice. Yeah. Uh favorite character? Uh really like Mas Kanata. Oh nice. good answer. Thank you. Yeah. She has stuck oh, with me. I- are you watching Forces of Destiny with Lila? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Very fun. Have you found there were specials where they collected the Forces of Destiny shorts into, like, frame stories, and there's one where Maz has to outsmart Hondo because he's taken her hostage? Ooh. I don't know that yeah. I've seen that. I've seen the ones where, like, Maz is, like, visibly narrating, like, like yeah. the little interstitials, but I don't remember that one specifically. But that, I, I that, was, that was the last one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. She uh, she was very. We'll, we'll talk about it later. But she watched some of these with me. These these uh, visions episodes, and she was extremely cute about it. So it it, <sighs> it fit. It worked. She also agreed. Cute. Uh, nice. Last question. Yeah. Uh, favorite Star Wars video game? Ooh, haven't played a ton. Um, I enjoyed. The battlefield, the recent battlefield games for what they were. I didn't play them a ton. Really, it's going to sound stupid, but when I first got my PlayStation 1, uh, it was like the the second generation PlayStation 1 from my uncle. Like the one game he gave me was the original unplayable Phantom Menace game. Yeah. <laughs> um, and. I must have played that one game without getting through the opening hallway at least like 10 times a day. Like I, 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 it was like one of those things where like, this is what you have and it looks better than anything you've seen on your super Nintendo. Um, so it must be good and you're just bad. And I'm very vindicated years later to be like, Oh no, 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 it was broken. It was absolutely, uh, um, impossible to play. Yeah. And, uh, for, for what, it, for, for that being the case, I am very proud of like 10 year old Ronnie for getting uh, even that far in the game. I remember with Jedi Power Battles, which came out at like a similar time. Oh, yeah. Uh, that game is notoriously like bad and difficult. Mm-hmm. But yes. As a little kid, I would just keep playing the Trade Federation level yep. over and over again because I couldn't beat Naboo. And I didn't care because I was a Jedi yeah. and had a lightsaber and I could use the force and I got to fight these battle droids over and over again. Mm-hmm. And it was a blast. Yep. 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 The battle droids who I thought were the uh, titular clones of attack mm. of the clones. I, I was really, really like 
make it a lot of for for not having any Star Wars like knowledge. I sure speculated a lot about what Star Wars might have been. And so the battle droids, I was like, oh, those are the clones uh, of Attack of the Clones. Those are the the Clone Wars. Those are the clones that they're fighting. Uh, Did not did not until actually really recently, like uh, like bridge that gap and be like, oh, Django and the and the clone. Oh, okay. Had a had a Ronnie. At, at least as an adult, you've grown out of that because there are some very popular Star Wars YouTubers and Twitter accounts that are still still be doing that that same <laughs> shit. And uh, <laughs> I don't understand it. I don't understand why people listen to them, but they do. Yeah, so. there's there's probably a lot of things like that that I would be blown away by, but I just don't talk about it as much. I don't I don't go out there and air my Star Wars opinions. I just say Panda Baba a lot and try and make jokes out of it. All right, so we watched three episodes. Uh, give a quick breakdown. Tatooine Rhapsody is about a uh, Jedi Padawan who escapes the Clone Wars and joins a band. And the band's leader is Jabba's nephew. Uh, yeah, that and is nephew. some bounty hunters are pissed off and kidnap him. And they have to rescue him with the power of music. Uh T.O.B. 1 is about a little droid who looks like, uh, I was going to say Mega Man, but my housemate and Evan insist that he looks like Astro Boy. Um, mm. But he he dreams of becoming a Jedi, and uh, it, it's, it's about him going on a quest to see that dream realized. And then uh, o- to- Tobinochi? Uh, yeah. Lop and Ocho. Lop, Lop and Ocho. That was close. Lop and Ocho uh, is about a family that adopts a um, one of the alien rabbits, but she's not green. And <laughs> then the Empire comes, and the older sister is like, fascism seems kind of cool, actually. Like, I could get a dope-ass, like gatekeep girl boss gaslight uniform and i'm kind of into that and her dad is like fuck the police like like we're not down with this whole empire thing and the not green rabbit girl is like i think i'm gonna go with that on this and then they fight about it (laughs) those were the three episodes those were the three yeah yeah i know that when i have my next like girl boss moment, I'm going to try and bite my finger and give myself <laughs> uh blood eyeliner. Cause that was metal. As That's Very such metal. a moment. That's such a moment. I forgot that happened. I think I meant to forget that happened. It was uh, <laughs> that, that episode specifically had a lot of amazing shots uh, specifically yeah. like with, with that character with Ocho of just like, this this has been foretold for so long. This is this this person yeah. is absolutely a uh, little bit of a bootlicker. Um and yeah, but but makes it work is like really like just crushing it. And to be honest, and because Andy had said before, the only reason that went in the cute thing is because it didn't fit anywhere else. Sure. And the bunny is cute. It's got the, bunnies. the bunny is objectively adorable. It's got the bunnies. Yeah. The, the bunny is cute. I will say, um, 
The fascism is not. I will go on the record and confirm that I do not find fascism cute. Thank you. I I wasn't a huge fan of the book. Really? Uh, I, I kind of wished it was any other, like, Star Wars alien, to be honest. Well, since, since we're talking about it, I am going to uh, quote uh, Lenny and say, uh, tell me about the rabbits, George. Uh, what? what <laughs> I, I know that these... There are rabbits in Star Wars, um, and I know that there are some species of animal, some species of human or, or, or being in Star Wars that are like innately force sensitive. Are are the rabbits? Are the rabbits one of them? No, okay. um, I think the innately force sensitive races are like gone. OK, as well. okay. I don't think that's, yeah, like a that's thing fair. In Star Wars that's anymore. fair. I know that I'd seen an interview with. um yeah, that that she was inspired by Jackson from the classic comics. Um, well, yeah, she's got. Of course, be, she was. She's got to yeah. be Jackson's race. What are yeah. they called? Uh, the Lep- Lepi, but the Lepi, original name yeah, was the Lepis Carnivorous. I. This episode was probably the weakest for me of the three. Oh, um, I thought it was the best one. Really? Hmm. Okay, interesting. I guess in terms of like how cute they were, I was going from that direction. Oh, um, sure, 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 sure. But yeah. also, but al- definitely, definitely the least cute. Definitely yeah, the least yeah. cute. Um, but yeah, I had some. Uh, I, I I guess it it comes down to these episodes were this episode specifically was trying to achieve something different than the yeah. the, the the two that were uh, on either side of it. Um, and so I, it, it had a harder road to hoe, I guess. And so that's where I, I kind of was being more uh, critique uh, as opposed to the other ones where I was just like, this is fun. This is cute. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> it was much more in line with classic Star Wars tropes, but it wasn't, I, I didn't really want to hug anybody sure. except the rabbit sometimes. Yeah. I liked how it tackled what fascist political movements do to real life families. Sure. Yes. In a very Star Warsy way, like most families are not going to have like a duel to the death on a spaceship about it but fascist political regimes do tear families apart and it is heartbreaking and uh there are probably lots of families in star wars who we haven't seen before who have been split by people joining the empire Mm -hmm. and stuff so um i really liked it i thought the character who does join the empire did it for like very uh like understandable Mm. reasons like i don't agree with her obviously but like it wasn't that she was just like cackling like i'm evil like like she she joined it for reasons that made sense to her and uh yeah i thought it was really really good uh i liked that it didn't shoehorn in like a Jedi thing until the very end. Like I kind of wish it didn't, but uh, 
the the idea that like a Jedi had come to the planet and died and the family like passed down this lightsaber, I thought was really fucking cool. That was just cool, yeah. I didn't need her to use the force. Uh, I just thought it was neat that the family had like this lore around mm-hmm. this lightsaber. Yeah. I mean, I think the vision shorts really leaned into the Jedi thing because it was these smaller studios and it was their one chance possibly to do a star Wars project. They're going to do a Jedi. Oh, I get it. Like, yeah. I totally like if you're told you can tell any star war that you want, uh, you have anywhere from 14 to 30 minutes. Tell whatever Star Wars you want. Most people are going to tell a Jedi story. Yeah. But on the topic of families being ripped, it reminded me, I didn't really realize, I, I knew it was familiar, and it reminded me of that uh, Seleucami interlude in the first Aftermath book where the father is just trying to keep the family together, mm-hmm. but one of the adult children will not let the Empire go. And it's like coming to blows at the dinner table. I don't know. This this felt like a much more in-depth exploration of the same themes that Chuck Wendig was doing it, there. It did yeah, really yeah, feel yeah. like it was presenting like these family skirmishes as like a microcosm of what was going on on the larger stage. Yeah. Like it, it's it cut the core of like yeah. we we know the Skywalker saga. And so we know big bad empire versus like good scrappy rebels and like at the core of it it's just like the empire infiltrating these communities infiltrating these families and really exploiting um you know the the people who want to do the best by the family but don't really have a great compass for how to do that by turning them against the people yeah. who do have a compass against the empire. And, you know, it, it, it really like brings it to a smaller scale. And like, that is exactly what is happening all over the galaxy. It's not just like, Oh, well we've got a star destroyer. So we've, we win. It's these small, it, it's what fascism does. It is these brothers against brother things yeah. where it's just really like picking apart every individual community until it's, it, you know, uh, rule and power is synonymous with the empire. And that is what, you know, these people are craving because they're craving a break from the, the poverty that they're in or the, the stagnation that they're in. I, I, I like that this series has enabled us to do, if only a break from Skywalker adjacent things, because even, even the Mandalorian, yeah. it, it definitely uh, trips and falls face first into that. Yeah. Two aesthetic things I really loved in this episode, uh, since we're we're doing Lop and Ocho. And Ocho? Lop and Ocho first. Um seeing Krennic's uniform again. Yeah. Love it. Love that uniform. It's very sexy. Uh and seeing seeing her in it was 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 pretty cool. Um I love that it wasn't like a femme version like it is the exact goddamn same uniform and she looks she looks killer in it she does uh and unless my eyes deceived me that was an imperial class raider she escapes on it was and that is one of my all-time favorite ships so uh i love seeing it pop up in shit where it doesn't belong like (sighs) yeah shove the raider into into everything you can it's a great ship 
was Battlefront two where that first popped up, or was it in something nope. before that? Whoa, S- Star Wars X Wing miniatures. Whoa, really? Yeah, created for the uh, miniatures battle jousting game. And, nice. Uh, Battlefront two was like, hey, we really love the miniatures game. We're gonna put this in Battlefront. And, That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a really great ship design. And it just keeps showing up in places and I love it. I really like I don't know if this has been done before. I know um there was uh I, I, I guess I don't know, but I guess I know that the uh rebels symbol um was made up to be like something bird based or phoenix based or whatever. Um I like how in this they have that vignette of the Jedi being originally on the planet that the Jedi symbol was like interpreted here as like a stork or a heron or some kind of log neck bird, like carrying Mm -hmm. a flower to someplace. Like I just it's it's so different from what I see when I see the Jedi Knight or the uh, the Jedi temple symbol. Um, And and it was just it was, you know, whether this was their interpretation or whether this is like a. Uh, legends thing i really liked that like different take on it where it still is this gentler um you know animal based thing yeah i don't think we'd ever seen like the root of um the jedi symbol in legends to my knowledge but i i yeah i love this it is it is mm-hmm. cuz it is wings sort of but i agree that i didn't really like i i guess i always saw flames i don't know what i saw it just seems like a lightsaber and like the, the, you know, the, the shock yeah. that comes off of it as you, you know, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I really, I thought that the, I think what made me feel like I didn't love it as much, um, was that it was compared to the others, of course, because as I talked about, like they had a different, different mission in mind. Uh, but the, the writing felt a little bit clunky. It was very expository. They had a narrator kind of introduce the world and then still the conversation still felt very rote and expository heavy. Um, Yeah. But like there were several I wanted to say like, oh, the writing wasn't great, but there were several lines where like I was like, this is so good when when the uh, the father gives uh, Lob the lightsaber, he says um, this might be the end of our family, but I'm glad you're a part of it. Just like, oh, oh, so good. That was a good one. Um, that was really good. When and and maybe maybe this is a parallel I'm seeing that is like obvious or not there, but when he is like exposing her to the force around her, she kind of has this uh, HUD system that she always uses to look through, and he says, um you can confirm what is happening with your own eyes, which felt very reminiscent for me of Luke in the trench run of like, like, no, like mm-hmm. just, just look and see with what's happening. Um, he's not saying to use the force here, but like, it felt very uh, reminiscent of that, which is why I was like, are they naturally force sensitive? Are these, these, uh, you know, is this rabbit just, you know, they know from jump street that they're force sensitive because there were a lot of like, 
Jedi based things that I felt like they were building up about this character. And maybe that was just foreshadowing to the fact that it was going to be like, you've got a lightsaber. You're you're a Jedi because that's how uh, it much of this series felt like you have a lightsaber. You're a Jedi. Bing, bang, boom. Um, yeah, but uh, I did like how it was kind of a little bit paralleling some of the things that I'd seen before. For that being the case, I thought it was a very good lightsaber battle at the end. I thought that that was a a fun uh, short sequence between Lop and Ocho. Yeah, I thought it was one of the stronger fights in Visions because the emotional yeah. stakes were yep. so damn high. And, uh, yeah, I didn't need a lot to, to mm-hmm. use the force. I understand that, you know, you gotta, you gotta have a Jedi story. It was but, happening. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was, it was really, really emotional. And, uh, I cared mm-hmm. about this family. Yeah. Same. Should we move on to T.O.B. one? Yeah. Yeah. I like this one. It's so cute. It was so cute. I have two small complaints. I, which I'm just going to get out of the way and then we can talk about how good it is. Yeah, sure, sure. I didn't like how childlike the T.O.B. one was. Really? Like in in appearance and personality, there's really nothing separating him from a human child, and it just felt like, like why was he a droid then? I think they were. I think they were just straight up doing Astro Boy. Yeah, that's fair. Which is Pinocchio. Yeah, yep. and Mega Man. Also, you weren't you weren't totally wrong yeah. on that point. Okay. Yeah, cool. But, but like it's... at that point, then he's just a boy. Yeah. So, like, I think this story is stronger if he is actually a droid. And if he had more droid personality and, like, characteristics. Yeah, I think the design could have been tweaked to be more mechanical, for sure. Yeah. And, like, personality-wise, he is just a human child. Like, there's there's nothing about him personality-wise that's like, this is a droid in Star Wars. Like... I to me, that. I just felt like he he's so much like a human boy that the whole idea of do droids dream of becoming Jedis kind of loses its power because he's so human-like. See, I thought, I agree that the design could have been more mechanical, but I think if you change just the design and keep the personality, it still works on the level that, like, this kid was always a fully fledged, like, I don't know. Droids in Star Wars are people when the story needs them to be. And I think it works if he always did have this human spark to him. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about this before. I think the the episode where we hit it the strongest, if uh, listeners want to go back and hear our like extensive thoughts on droid rights is the Mandalorian episode where Ahsoka gets kidnapped by her shitty boy love interest and uh it's the first appearance of bo katan i'm blanking on the name of the episode but a friend in need it's uh clone yeah. Wars season four go back to our backlog and listen <laughs> to us talk about droid rights but um 
yeah, I just feel like the the emotional weight was a little lessened for me by how human he was. Like that makes across sense. the board mm-hmm. in, in design and personality. My second complaint is that the emotional climax of him fighting an inquisitor, I felt like that wasn't necessarily like a quintessential Jedi moment. Like I think him having a quintessential Jedi moment could have been like him helping someone. Yeah. And or him making a choice to stand up for someone where in this, the inquisitor just shows up and is like, I'm going to fucking murder you because I'm a big scary inquisitor. And it's a good fight. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. Like it is a really visually fun battle, but there wasn't anything there that was like, T.O.B. one making a choice to be a Jedi. And in my mind, what makes a Jedi a Jedi is being selfless. So if he had been standing up for someone or putting himself in harm's way to protect someone, that to me would have been a more quintessential, like, here's your Jedi moment, pick up your father's lightsaber and declare yourself to be a Jedi like your father before you. Um, In this, it was really just like self-defense. Self-defense and also a little bit of, like, avenging his father. Where yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Which, like, as you're saying, is not, like, quintessentially Jedi, really, at its core. But those are my two complaints. Otherwise, banger of an episode. My favorite part, because I shit on it for, like, five minutes now. My favorite part <laughs> is uh, all of the drawings on the walls. Where you yeah. see, like... Uh, moments from the the different movies and stuff. I thought that was really really cool. That was cute. Yeah, I I, I just I loved this. This was so like chibi. This was so uh, Miyazaki. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. I wa- so I watched this with Lila, and the entire time she's just pointing at the screen and goes BB eight, um, <sighs> which which said to me that she she recognized that it was Star Wars because that's that's I'm wearing a Mandalorian shirt today, and she goes oh. From BB-8. Um, <laughs> that's that's what Star Wars is. And shoot. So I was like, oh, yeah, you recognize it. And I was watching it. And I was like, this has like a real Miyazaki uh, Studio Ghibli feel. And as soon yes. as it was over, she was like, huh, watch Kiki. And she wanted to watch Kiki's delivery service. So I was like, oh, you you get it, too. Like, I wasn't huh. I wasn't wrong. Like you. You. That's awesome. Very insightful. She she, she rules. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it was it was a, a, a ton of fun. Um, Loved the, like, the, it was kind of like that Padawan relationship because it wasn't like it was really his father because he's a droid and, like, there were other boundaries in place. Um, it, it was, uh, yeah, uh, it was very much like, again, not, not so Jedi-ish in the sense of, like, I will get revenge on you, um, but you know, defending the other droids, which were his family, defending what was left of the compound they were on, on Tatooine, it seemed like maybe. I saw two two moons first, and I was like, does Tatooine have two moons? And then... has three. Okay, and then later I saw two suns, and I was like, I guess they're going for Tatooine here, Um, which would be... Time, I mean, I'm, I'm, I know these aren't canon, and so like I'm 
trying to figure out the timeline doesn't really make yeah. sense. But um, I don't know. It was it was very fun, very cute. I liked even though uh, I don't I don't know if I fully agree with you, Andy, about wanting the character to be more of a boy or more of a rope. I just I thought that it, it worked well um, for me, at least. Um, I liked the design. I liked the innocence of the child just wanting to be a Jedi um, which echoes a lot of what we've been talking about of like this big, big empire against the the friendly, lovable Jedi. And like when you cut to the core of it, it's really a lot more complex than that. But to this child robot, it was that's that's as simple as it was. Like, I want to be a Jedi because they do good things and they're great people and I want to help people. Um, it was it was very very much a story, not necessarily, I guess, somewhat told for children, but definitely told from the perspective of a child in this world. Really well said, Ronnie. Yeah, yeah. I, I like completely agree with everything that that you just dished there. Uh, Ryan, what are your thoughts, bud? Um, it's kind of been covered. I I didn't. I, I hmm. I mean, I thought it was fun. It didn't like super resonate with me in the way that one that we have yet to talk about did. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also watched this right after that one. So maybe I was still basking <laughs> in that. I, I did love the character of the professor. I liked his design. He, he just, I, or was he a professor? What did we call him? I like, he felt his, like a professor. I liked his healed platform sandals. Uh, <laughs> some like old man, but like, fashionista yeah it's very good he i loved the design it it felt very much like a, a cross between a jedi and like a professor in his lab which he needed to be um i liked the astro boy i was i was an astro boy kid so i liked right down to the name like mm-hmm. toby is astro boy i yep. thought that was fun it was a little over the top but i can't complain yeah the moment of i am i'm not tob one i'm toby <laughs> that was a little little on the nose a little like okay that was, yeah. okay okay you could you could be toby i guess um but but yeah other than that shall we talk about tatooine rhapsody let's talk about yes. tatooine rhapsody ryan you open us up here because this oh is, this is... my gosh yeah i loved tatooine rhapsody and i have been trying to unpack why it resonated so <laughs> hard with me i watched it three times the day these dropped it's real good <laughs> i love it so much the, the first of all the art style serves the story perfectly like in all of these the art style really underlined the theme but tatooine rhapsody I can only describe it as like line drawing vintage action figures. Like the yeah. every character felt like a vintage Star Wars figure. I mean the hammerhead. In oh the crowd, my gosh, the dancing hammerhead. Is the hammerhead Kenner toy. Yeah. Like, oh, he's 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 the real star of the show. But yeah, it's just and I think I if I if I can start with the heavy hitting theme, I think I figured out why I love it so much. Jay casting aside his lightsaber metaphorically and turning it into a microphone and saving his friend with music instead of violence is Luke Skywalker tossing aside his lightsaber and saying, I am a Jedi like my father before me. He is in many ways like one of my favorite Jedi right there. I mean, how many 
kids got fucking slaughtered in the meat grinder that was the Clone Wars because the Jedi yeah. were like, we're generals now and our Padawans are commanders. Yeah. And they're anywhere from 13 to like 18 years old. And it's like, yeah. hey, that's a little fucked. Yeah. That's a little fucked. Like, you guys were peacekeepers. And so, like, Jay being in, like, this initial battle and being horrified and, like, running away, like, yeah, dude, I get it. Yeah, you should run away. Yeah. You should not be doing that. Get out, get out of there. But then, ultimately, like, he ends up doing what every Jedi should do, which is, like, helping the people in need and, like, putting yourself at risk to like save people. And he does that in a completely pacifistic way. And I think it, I think it's fucking awesome. Yes. I really love this one. Ronnie, did you love it as much as we expected? I did. I did. It it was, (sighs) it was incredibly fun. I had, I had watched the first two episodes of visions a while when it first came out because it was one of those things where I was like, I'll try to get Lila to watch it. And she was like Muppet babies. And I was like, all right, that's fine. (laughs) Um, That is fine. It's fine. And so I like I just didn't get back to it because uh, parenting life. But uh, this is one of the original ones I saw. And I was like, oh, OK, so this this is what they're doing. This is cool. This is fun. I really, really like this. I don't think I caught on the first time that it was a uh, an order 66 kind of thing. <laughs> like, I, I realized that this time going through and that like really, really raised the stakes for me a lot for him to be escaping that fall into uh, an unknown place, see a hut, which I'm sure he would have recognized what a hut was. And then like (laughs) settle in to be like, no, this is a safe place. This is a place I can feel comfortable. And like that there's that, that opening scene where there's no words except for like, what are you spoken to Jay is like, it says so, so much. And then they follow it up with like the rest of the episode, which is also very good. I, I don't think it was an order 66 moment because okay. it was, it was battle droids that were shooting at him. Gotcha. If I'm remembering correctly. gotcha. But the timeline's all kind of out of whack. Because sure. he, he meets, uh, his hut bassist. Yep. Yeah. I think he was base. Yeah. The uh, flaming uh, electrified base or flaming rumble base is what they called it. He meets the bassist and it's the Clone Wars. And then we fast forward some amount of time to them like doing a show together. And grown up Boba Fett is there in his like classic look. So, uh, you know, it's kind of a classic Star Wars. Don't worry about time frame because Star Wars has never, ever cared about like timeline or time frame. Gotcha. I kind of figured, I mean, I kind of figured we're like, there's a time jump. Well, sure. Yeah. But like, I think the characters don't appear to age much. And, right. Uh, we we know from the last time we saw Boba Fett in the Clone Wars. Um, oh, well, actually, there's those unaired episodes that yeah. are probably still canon and he has the helmet then. So what the fuck do I know? <laughs> just, just, just roll with it. Also, in the art style, it doesn't, I mean, height-wise, like Boba Fett, uh, not Jabba, but like um, Bib Fortuna, they're all the same, like, height, so it looks like even if they did, like, age a ton, it wouldn't look dramatically different. 
Can we talk about this cast? Very yes. good cast. Can we please talk about this cast? So we have Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who keeps sneaking into Star Wars, and I love him. Uh, I, I think he's a phenomenal actor, and uh, I, I want him in more Star Wars, please. We got Mark Goddamn Thompson in this. Yeah! Who is a very popular uh, uh, book reader for the Star Wars uh, audiobooks. And I love that he got to, like, fucking be in a Star Wars animated show. I think that's great. And uh, I think all of the people who do the audiobooks are extremely talented and should do more voice work for Star Wars. Definitely. And then we have Tamora Morrison as Boba, mm-hmm. which, which is fucking hilarious that they got Tamora Morrison <laughs> to do Visions. Um, and then who's the hut? I forget. Uh, it's Bobby Monaghan. Yeah, yeah. Just, oh, just that's all fun. around. That's fun. Amazing cast. And uh, Shelby Young is the droid. She was Leia in Forces of Destiny. She did an excellent job. Heck excellent. yeah. Excellent. This cast is so good. It, it's it's yeah. fucking great. And J.J. Uh, all can sing. Yeah. I love the song. It's, it's made song. it onto my workout playlist. <laughs> The song slaps. It is up there for like all time favorite Star Wars songs with uh, the hue from Fallen Order. Yeah. It is very good to see like a punk rock looking group of kids. Yeah. Who like also play some intense punk rock. Like there's so many times where it's like, yeah, we're rockers and we're going to play for you some real like singer songwriter acoustic shit. And it's like, this does not this does not match. Uh, but no, they they went in and went hard on the music, and it wasn't just like a throwaway song. It was like a good song that you could imagine, you know, these lyrically, it wasn't like the most sophisticated, but like this group of, of rascals would definitely put something like that together. In, uh, in, in the way where for the Scott Pilgrim movie, the director made the cast learn how to play their instruments mm-hmm. because he wanted it to feel kind of sloppy. Like he didn't want to hire experts to like perform perfectly because they're supposed to be a garage band. This, while it's very clean and it's very professionally done, it does feel like a group of college kids r- like wrote this song, you know? Yeah. And yeah. like, I don't mean that as an insult. Like, I think that's really cool that it it feels like what college kids would think is the best song ever written. Mm, mm-hmm. You know, definitely, it's, it's good stuff. Um, it has. I mean, it it is the entire thing is built around this trope, but like the one last gig energy at the end is just like so good, so yes. dripping of just like, we're just going to play one last show to save the rec center, except it's my friend's life from his uncle. Uh, it was very, very good and hit like every note there that you need it to. I love that the the Hut and JGL have mirrored paths where like, the the hut has this destiny where his family is involved in organized crime and he finds that boring and he just wants to do music and uh jgl is part of this religious order that wants him to fight in a war and die and he's like 
fuck <laughs> that. That's scary. I'm out of here. And now he just wants to do music. And like these two paths intersect and they form this band. And it's just very interesting. I think those two have a lot of uh, romantic tension and I'm here for it. Definitely. Um, one of my favorite lines, uh, maybe in Star Wars, because it is so like, um, of course, is when they're uh, escaping uh, from 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 Boba. And I think uh, the the hut says, punch it. And Curdy, who is the the droid who is piloting the ship, says, I already punched it. <laughs> it was just like a very <laughs> like simple, like answer back to a line that we hear constantly in Star Wars. And it's just like, yes, of course, I already went as fast as I can. Why wouldn't have I I've already done that? Uh, yes. It was just very, very fun. That whole escape is like a classic Star Wars battle sequence, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. I, you, love the, I love the ship, don't. too. I just yes, I love the on ship. a ship that is a, a flying stage. Like, yes. so hard scrabble. That's what I was about to say, is I love that their ship is their stage. Yes. And then uh, I also, just as a little, like, quick thing that I love, I love when their little, their little tiny droid dances. Mm-hmm. Yes. It, makes, it makes me very happy. When Jay is introducing the band, he like before like there's I don't know if it's to like give a moment to like create some uncertainty as to who Jay is, like what Jay's name is. But he's introduced. He's like, oh, we've got uh, Gee on the the bass and we've got uh, Curdy on the electrified dual guitars. And and the, the droid like runs into his ankles as if to say like, hey, hey, introduce me. And I'm, I'm here, too. <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah, V5 is also doing the mixing down there. Uh, it was just very, very fun. And like yes. exactly the, you know, that energy that any any sound mixer would have if they were allowed to be on the stage with the band as well. We're just like throwing something like, hey, I'm here, too. Don't forget to mention me. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that in my soul. I was going to say, if anybody would know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is just such a fun Star Wars story. I, I really want more. I mean, this is not. I do. Uh, this is not a, a unique take, but I need more of Star Waver. I need, even if it's just yeah. like a poster in the next like season of Boba Fett of like Star Waver, like on the. Yes. On the wall or something like that. I need, I need yeah. more of this group. I want to know that they made it. Mm hmm. I want to know that they they really were the best band in the galaxy mm-hmm. because in my opinion they are like Max Rebo you had your moment truly you. truly Go I on. mean I, I I love I like that we're we're the Star Wars music we have and I know it's like from a different perspective than what we have but I'm gonna take Star Waver over most of the music that oh, I have yeah. heard so far if I have to listen to it over and over again oh yeah oh, I love Star Waver I want an album yeah. The soundtrack to this is on Spotify, and it's quite good. But I want a full Star Waver yeah. album, and least, I bet JGL would do it. At least drop the EP, you know? Get, yeah, please. Get, get a, get a mixtape out there. Ton of fun. Definitely. Big fun. Big fun episode. Big good feel-good thing with a little bit of, like, you know, uh, hopelessness in the middle. That is that, you know, it's it shows, hearkening back to what we were talking about earlier with, like, the what makes a Jedi. And, yes. you know, when his when he tries to make his like his microphone back into a lightsaber and it just kind of shorts out. Um, 
it's his like kind of spirit or whatever saying like, no, you're not going to do this, but that doesn't mean that this is over. That doesn't mean that like you have to give up hope. Um, and, and, and they just, you know, against all odds, like I, I, I understand that this is like kind of a cartoon thing. And this is kind of like, we have to suspend disbelief a little bit, but I fully think of the realism of, no, we're going to go and we are going to save our friend with the power of song. I, I I feel like that was like received by the other band members, just like it would be received to us in, in like this real world. Just like that's yeah. nonsense. That's bullshit. That's not going to work. <laughs> but Jay's just like passion for it would just like drove them all the way to Tatooine to be like, all right, I guess we'll see how this does. I love it so much. It's really good. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. Tatooine Rhapsody. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Any other thoughts on Star Wars Visions? It's good. It's fun. Yeah. I liked it, it a lot. It is fun. I, there, there's inevitably going to be more, and I hope that this story gets continued in it. It reminds me of uh, Star Wars Visionaries, which was a yeah. comic book put out after Revenge of the Sith where they took all of the concept artists and they from the movie, all of the concept artists for Revenge of the Sith, and they said, you can tell any story you want in Star Wars, it doesn't have to be canon. And we're going to turn it into a comic book. And there were all of these different weird stories because these artists had free reign to tell whatever story they wanted. Uh, it is the first appearance of Robomaw, which is dope. Yeah. Uh, Uncle Owen ends up being the one to kill Darth Maul in that story. And it it further like showed why Owen and Ben hated each other. It's very fun. But um, yeah, it, it was just like a kaleidoscope of art styles and storytelling ideas. And it was really fun back then. And to take the same idea and say, we're going to go to a bunch of different anime studios and let them tell whatever the stories they want. And it, they, they don't have to be confined by Canon is, is, is delightful. And I hope star Wars keeps doing it. I like when star Wars can be weird. And some of these stories are, are out there because they can be. Yeah, for sure. Would love to see more that are not fully anchored. Like we talked about in Jedi lore. Um, but I understand that these people are creating these show these these uh, series right on the heels of Mandalorian, and so it's like, well, if we're not going to talk about the Mandalorian, we're going to talk about Jedi's because if it's not Mandalorians, it's Jedi's. I'd love to see a little little Ewok action, a little. Uh, 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 I guess I want Ewoks. That's the first. That's the only one that comes to my <laughs> that's mind. That's the only thing you got. That's the only thing Ewoks. I got is some Ewoks. Uh, no, I'm here but, for it. Yeah, like so, like there's there's a ton of stories to be told. I, Star Wars has a tendency to make them all tangentially be like touched by the Jedi, um, but I would love to see someone take a real leap and and take something that is like not Jedi adjacent at all and see what they can do with it. Oh, I, I guess we didn't ask uh, Lop and Ocho. Is it good Star Wars? I think so. I would say so. I think I it's thematic and fun. Is it good anime? 
Yeah. I don't, I, I don't know anime well enough, but I think so. I mean, it has the action tropes. It has the generational tropes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, I'm also not a huge, uh, as previously discussed, I'm not a huge anime person. But yeah, I, w- I would call this good anime. Uh, Toby. Is Toby good Star Wars? I don't know. I want to say yes, but I, I, in my heart of hearts, I don't. If you, if you stripped away the Star Wars of it, I still think there's like a, a fun, cute story there. Um, the star, the Star Wars does, you know, tremendously help. But, um, I don't know. That one, that one's a tough one for me. Uh, Ryan, is Toby is Toby one good Star Wars? I think so. Um, same deal, really. It. It has something to say about, you know, humanity and the force that I agree with. And it has the Star Wars wrapper. It has a Jedi. There's a lightsaber mm-hmm. duel, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. And I think it uses that effectively to tell its theme. But I agree with what you said before, that it would have been really good Star Wars had he saved someone instead of just saving himself. Um... You know, if Yoda says the Force is in rocks, then I think the Force can be in droids, too. Uh, so, yeah, even though I had some issues with uh, T.O.B. 1, I do think it is good Star Wars. And I'll go first. I think it's good anime. I think it's really good anime. Ronnie, what about you? I think it's very good anime. Like I said, I, I've been really going through the Studio Ghibli catalog, um, and that is that is the the touch point that I have specifically for this episode, it, it very much touches on those tropes of, of protecting, protecting uh, the young ones at any cost and, and giving them what they need to succeed. Even when the grownups are not there for the long haul. Ryan, what about you? Good anime? I think so. I think so. Yeah. It's, it's, it's different stylistically than the rest. And it's, it's not what I would typically envision as anime. But I think it hits the mark. And then uh, last is Tatooine Rhapsody. Uh, fire it off, Ronnie. Good Star Wars. That's good Star Wars, baby. That's the good, the best of the Star Wars. Good anime. Good anime too. Yeah, very, very into it. Very big. Ryan, you know, I think I've been clear. Yeah, <laughs> this is the I, best of it. This is the absolute best of it. I would agree. Uh, for me, it hits some of the like sports anime tropes sure. that I know are out there, where it's like something that is not a fight, but it's filmed like a fight. Yeah, and like this this band, this climax of this band performance, to me reminds me of like sports animes where they are not doing battle, but it is filmed like like an epic uh, duel or something, and I, I love that. I, I think I, it hits the good anime marks. I think it hits the good Star Wars marks. So in reference to that, Andy, I did check out this studio, uh, Studio Colorido, and it looks like some of the other um, original animation that they've created has been Pokemon-based. So very uh-huh. much in that, like, competition, but competition, like, not just, like, I'm hitting a ball, like, competition in, like, passion and support of each other and support of, like, the people that you are sending out there. Um, definitely, um works within that vertical for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's going to do it for us. Uh, Ronnie, where can people find you? 
Uh, you can find me uh, at Ron of the Mill on most social platforms, uh, uh, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. Um, you can find me every Thursday-ish on Ending Pending. Uh, it's a podcast where we talk about TV shows that only last a single season and break down just where they went wrong. We just uh, we're finishing up covering uh, the animated series uh, Danger and Eggs. So uh, go check that out um, and uh, check out where they may dot com. I know Andy's going to mention in a little bit, but uh, that's our that's our podcast studio home which will be the uh, home of a very soon to be released podcast uh, music and lyrics by a uh, jukebox musical podcast where we bring the music and the lyrics from the uh, artists that we love and the albums that we cherish. So I think that's going to be a beginning of the year thing. So check that out. Might hear some familiar voices on there and uh, very excited about it. Yeah. You can follow us on Twitter at force friends pod. We want to give a huge thank you to Bristol Podworks for that intro and for being our producer. Go reach out to them to make your podcast dreams come true. We are grateful to be part of the Where They May Radio Network. You can get some great rewards at our Patreon at Patreon slash WTM Radio, as well as bonus content from Music and Lyrics by Ending Pending and Fan Fiction's Good Actually. Ryan? Yes. How do we end the show? We implore our listeners. To tell the boy about his parents. Tell it tell it in a podcast form and hire Ronnie to produce it. Make a podcast telling Ezra Bridger about his parents. Make a punk rock band that oh. only plays podcasts and have JGL uh, yell it into a lightsaber microphone. You are okay! You are okay! Yes. <laughs> and your, your parent is enter parent's name here yes where they may radio